Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go over my review of NWA's Power. Starting off the evening, we have a strictly business segment. Tom Latimer is on the microphone. He talks about his match that he had with Aldis at Hard Times 2. And Latimer also stated that it is far from over between him and Nick Aldis. A couple of things I'm going to take away from that segment. Number one, I thought the match at Hard Times 2 between both Nick Aldis and Tom Latimer was not that good. And that's just my opinion, man. I, I was hoping that both Tom Latimer and Nick Aldis would just have a all-out brawl. You know what I mean? And just, you know, lay it all on the line in the ring. And that did not happen. The match, I think, technically ended in a roll-up from Nick Aldis to get the win over Tom Latimer. I was kind of hoping for more in that match between both those guys at hard times, too. Now, I will say this, too, that the storyline between both Latimer and Nick Aldis is some of the best things they have going right now for NWA. And that's not me saying that NWA power is not good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying storyline based alone, it's one of the best things NWA has going right now with the you know the rivalry between Nick Aldis and Tom Latimer. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But the match they had at hard times too, in my honest opinion, man, was a letdown. It really was. Uh, moving on from that, we have a Father James Mitchell segment. James Mitchell says that Judas was robbed at hard times too. Uh, he also stated that Judas will eventually be the next NWA national champion. Um, Sal Bernaro comes out, looks like, you know, just crazy. Uh, looks like he wants to join Father Mitchell and Judas. So like, that was just insane to see Sal Bernaro. Um, to me, he was kind of more of a baby face in NWA. Looks like now he wants to turn heel and join Father James Mitchell and Judas, possibly to make a stable. So again, Great segment with uh, Father James Mitchell. And again, with Strictly Business and Tom Latimer and Nick Aldis, you know, it's still yet to be seen what's going to happen next in that storyline, but I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. Uh, moving on from that, we go into our first match of the night. It is JTG and Dango versus Kratos and Aaron, uh, Aaron Stevens. I thought it was a good match. It was a back and forth matchup between both teams with Dango and JTG keeping the pace of the match. But Kratos ultimately hits a devastating suplex on JTG, pinning him for the three. And your winners of the match are Kratos and Aaron Stevens. Hats off to Kratos and Aaron Stevens for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have another Father James Mitchell segment. Um, James Mitchell is willing to give Renaro a chance to join him and Judas. Uh, James Mitchell then makes Renaro do a bunch of ridiculous task uh but Jadias all uh, ultimately hits a choke slam on Renaro as well and it does look like Sal Renaro will get his opportunity to join Judas and Father James Mitchell in the future so again good segment looking forward to what's going to happen next with Sal Renaro moving on from that we have the end on the microphone having a little segment if you will they talk about their match they had at hard times too which was a really good matchup um, and it looks like the end has also added a third person to their team, and that is none other than Jax Dane. I think that is a great move, to be honest with you. I think adding Jax Dane to the end is just going to make them a powerhouse in the future, man. I think Jax Dane is underrated. I know a lot of people probably don't like Jax Dane. He's a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Um, but I think Jax Dane is a force to be reckoned with within the NWA roster, no doubt. And the end, I think, is a really good tag team. Um, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen to him next and how this whole thing is going to work out between the end and Jack's name. It's going to be very interesting. So I'm definitely looking forward to what's going to happen next between the end and Jack's name. 
Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is for the NWA Women's Tag Team Championships. It is Kira Hogan and Mickie James versus the Hex. I thought this was a really good matchup. It was a back-and-forth matchup between both teams with the Hex keeping the pace of the match. Then the Hex ultimately hit the uh, Hex marks the spot, pinned for the three, and your winners of the match. And still, NWA Women's champ, uh, Tag Team Champions are the Hex. A couple of things I'm going to take away from this matchup. Number one, the Hex are phenomenal. Allison Kay and Marty Bell, man, phenomenal tag team. And to be honest with you, to me, one of the best things that NWA has is their women's division. I think their women's division is severely underrated. Um, and right now, I think it's probably one of the best women's divisions out there in pro wrestling, in my honest opinion. I mean, the amount of names they have on that roster. They have Mickey James, Kira Hogan, The Hex. Uh, obviously, they have uh, Genocide. I think she's a fantastic wrestler. Melina, the living legend. I, I think there's a lot of pride within the women's division. I think when they added Mickey James into the fold, you know, and obviously NWA having their first ever all-women's pay-per-view with Empower, I thought it was great, man. I thought it was a great thing for Billy Corgan to do um, and let Mickey James kind of control the realm of that and give the fans an all-women's NWA pay-per-view for the first time ever. And I thought it went very well. I thought it was great. And I do think the NWA women's division is definitely underrated. 100%. 100%. I think what they're doing right now, man, is absolutely fantastic. And to be honest with you, Kira Hogan teaming up with Mickey James, I mean, they are a great tag team. Even though they lost the match, man, you know, I'm hoping they can learn from the mistakes they had in the match against the Hex and stay a tag team and maybe go after, you know, the Hex again for the Women's Tag Team Championships and maybe get the win. You know, but the Hex is a phenomenal tag team, man. I mean, they've been on one hell of a tear since they become, you know, became champions. Mickey James, I think, Mickey James has done a hell of a job since she's been with NWA. I feel like with her being with NWA and Billy Corgan, it brought a whole new aspect to her wrestling career with her working with NWA. She's done a fantastic job, man. But hats off to the Hex for getting the win in this match and retaining the NWA Women's Tag Team Championships. Moving on from that, we have an Austin Idol segment. Um, Austin Idol pretty much promotes Black G's. In the um, Austin Idol management, if you will, gives them a position in the uh, Austin Idol management. Uh, with that being said, Black G's ends up adding Marche Rocket to uh, the team, if you will, of Austin Idol's management team. Um, I think it's a great thing. I think Austin Idol, man, I, you know, that's another great thing that's for NWA, man. A lot of people don't like him. Um, I think it's fantastic. You know, with him working with Tyrus, Tyrus is a mastodon of a pro wrestler, man. This guy is huge. And to be honest with you, the match that he had with uh, Scion at Hard Times 2, he beat the hell out of Scion. I mean, it, he made Scion look like a ranked amateur. Like he was pretty, it was pretty much what I was, when I was watching the match, it looked like Tyrus was pretty much toying with, with Scion the whole time. You know, not taking anything away from Scion. I think Scion is a great wrestler. I really do. And I love the gimmick. I love the mass wrestler. I, I think it's great, man. The only thing with Scion that, is lacking with me is that because he's a mass wrestler, I would hope that he would, you know, introduce a more, you know, Lucha Libre style to NWA. And that's kind of what I was hoping for. Maybe like a Mill Mascaris or, you know, blue, you know, just any luchador that's out there, like a Ray Phoenix or something like that, that would bring a new persona, a Lucha Libre style into NWA. For example, uh, La Rebellion. I think that tag team is phenomenal. You know, currently the NWA Tag Team Champions, and they do a phenomenal job, man. I mean, that tag team is phenomenal. 
but they bring in a Lucha background into their matches. And I was kind of hoping that Scion would bring the same aspect to that with him being a masked wrestler. You know, obviously not every masked wrestler is going to have a Lucha Libre background. You know, it's not, not everybody's going to have that. But I feel like that's one thing that NWA is lacking. You know, there's not a lot of high, fly, you know, high flyers in NWA. There's not. And maybe there, maybe there's a reason behind that. But I feel like if they brought a Lucha Libre background into NWA, I think it would shine a whole new light onto the product, in my honest opinion. I think, you know, the things that I see with Ray Phoenix, and this is not me, you know, saying, oh, AEW is better. That's not what I'm saying. With the stuff that Ray Phoenix is doing inside that squared circle, man, it is absolutely poetry in motion. To me, he's one of the best luchadors, if not the best luchador on the planet right now, hands down. I mean, the things that that man does in the ring, man, is just crazy. The You know, him being so acrobatic, bringing a lot of the Lucha Libre background into his matches with him and Penta El Zero. It's fantastic, man. I think NWA would really benefit with having somebody on the roster with a Lucha Libre background. I think it'd be fantastic. And credit, yes, we had that with La Rebellion. I think they're a fantastic tag team. But to me, I'm looking for a singles competitor that, you know, can bring it to Trevor Murdoch and give him one hell of a match. You know what I mean? Or bring in an old, you know, a whole different aspect to NWA. Doesn't have to be all Matt wrestling. You know, you can bring in a guy that has a Lucha Libre background that can be doing amazing things inside the square circle and give the fans a phenomenal match. I think that's one thing that's kind of lacking with NWA and Billy Corgan with not bringing in that kind of a talent to their roster, 100%. But um, after that, we have Billy Corgan on the mic. Uh, He talks about uh, Mike Knox. Uh, Mike Knox, obviously, you know, pretty much came into NWA, pretty much – Sneak attacked Trevor Murdoch, uh, beat the hell out of him with a steel chair, which set up their match between both Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch at hard times, too. Um, again, Corgan talks about Mike Knox, says a lot of people in the locker room don't want Mike Knox here, that they disagree with what Mike Knox has done against Trevor Murdoch, so on and so forth. There's a couple of things I'm going to say about this, man, and I stated this in my last review that I did for uh, NWA. Billy Corgan... You know, I, I love what he's doing for NWA. I, I really do. I'm glad NWA came back. I loved NWA Power being on YouTube. It was fantastic, man. They had a great roster. Zeke Dice, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston. Uh, phenomenal. Let's just name a couple. But a phenomenal roster. The one thing that irritates me with Billy Corgan is him being on the microphone is downright awful. And I'm not afraid to say it, man. It is horrendous. Um. I felt like the entire time he was repeating himself during this uh, this interview or segment, if you will, talking about Mike Knox, it was just rinse and repeat. And I feel like, number one, he doesn't really sell you on the roster that he has. He doesn't really sell you NWA. And to me, you know, even when he was on commentary like a week or two ago, it was awful, man. When he was sitting there with Joe Galley and, and Velvet Sky, it was just brutal. It looked like he was not selling the product. He didn't want to be there. It looks like he was falling asleep. He, Billy Corgan needs to be a backstage personality, not on the microphone necessarily. Like, look, man, I, people can say what they want. You look at AEW and you look at Tony Khan. Tony Khan, yes, does he come out to the fans? Yeah, but it's after the show. When the show's not on TV anymore, he comes out and he talks about the show. He thanks the fans, so on and so forth. He's not an on-air personality. Billy Corgan does not need to be an on-air personality for NWA. Stay in the back and control your show. 
to be honest with you. You know, and that's one thing that always irritates me about Billy Corgan. You know, I, I know he has love for professional wrestling. I think he's doing a phenomenal job with NWA. You know, I did criticize Billy Corgan on him booking that match, but I think it was between Taryn uh, Terrell and uh, Kenzie Page, if I'm not mistaken, in a social distance match. I thought that was horrendous, man. It was a slap in the face to pro wrestling and to women's wrestling on top of that. And he knows what he's doing because he is the head booker for NWA. He books the matches. He is the promoter. You know, he is the CEO of NWA Pro Wrestling as of right now. You are the head booker, Mr. Corgan. And that match was downright horrendous. It was a slap in the face to pro wrestling. Billy Corgan needs to stay in the back and not be seen on air. I believe that 110%. I'm sorry, man. And like I told you guys before, I am not looking for a job with NWA or anything else like that. Man, I am being brutally honest. You know, I trust me, I do not want to have a job with NWA. I don't. I love the product. I respect the wrestlers. I think they have a lot of notable talent on that roster right now that you can make it to a superstar, which I will get to, you know, get into towards the end of this podcast because there is one guy that I know that, you know, obviously works for NWA that will be a humongous superstar in the future, man. I think he has a very, very high ceiling in NWA. But as far as Billy Corgan, he needs to stay backstage and not be, you know, seen on air. I'm sorry. It's just not needed at all. I thought him on the microphone was just awful. After that, we have a Mike Knox and Matt Cardona segment. Uh, Cardona says that, you know, he's in the NWA because of Trevor Murdoch. Uh, Cardona also mocks Trevor Murdoch. Um, Cardona also talks about the Pope. Pope, you know, got injured at hard times too. Knox then calls out Trevor Murdoch, and then Knox throws out uh, an open challenge. And the person to, you know, answer that open challenge was none other than Mims. Now, like I stated a minute ago, this is the guy that I have a, you know, has a very high ceiling in NWA. I think Mims, a lot of fans are gravitated towards Mims. Um, even in the interview that he had before the match even started, man, you know, obviously he was praising the Pope. Hoping that Pope got, you know, Pope, Pope gets better, everything else like that. Um, and I can't wait to see the Pope return to action in NWA. I'm sure he's going to go right after Matt Cardona and Mike Knox, so on and so forth. So I can't wait for him to return and I uh, hope everything works out for the Pope. But the Mim, you know, Mims has a very high ceiling in NWA, man. I think he could be a future, future world champion. Um, and a lot of people are praising Mims, man. I think he has a very high ceiling in NWA. I really do, and I look forward to what's going to happen with him next, but I can definitely see him being NWA World Heavyweight Champion soon. I totally can. I think the guy's ready to go, and I think, you know, with the talent that he has right now and the talent that he is, I think, you know, like I said, man, the, you know, he has a very high ceiling, very high ceiling. But um, the match itself, it wasn't a bad match between both Mike Knox and Mims. I thought it was a really totally good match. Uh, Knox was keeping the pace of the match. He quickly attacks Mims when the match starts. Uh, back and forth matchup. Knox was keeping the pace of the match, uh, but Knox ultimately hits the finish on Mims, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Mike Knox. The other thing I'm going to say about Mike Knox that I do not like, nor do I appreciate, was Mike Knox's finish. It was a complete and utter ripoff of Bray Wyatt with the sister Abigail. Get your own finisher move and do your own thing. Whether it be a power bomb, a big boot, whatever, jackknife power bomb, fine. He literally ripped off the sister Abigail off Bray Wyatt for his own finish in this matchup. Awful. Absolutely awful, man. I, it's one of those things where I did not appreciate whatsoever. Now, the other thing is, too, is that there has been a lot of news lately or some news with NWA. 
And the news that I got was, if you guys don't know by now, is that NWA is going to be making its way back to YouTube, which I think is a humongous W, man. I think it's a big W, huge win for NWA. With that being said, the new show that they're going to have on YouTube is known as NWA USA. Now, I think the first show is January 8th around 12 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I don't know if that's going to stay on Saturdays um, for the foreseeable future, but I will say this, man. Joe Galley had said that with NWA USA, they're going to show a lot of the junior uh, junior heavyweight uh, tournament that they've already you know kind of started. That will be pretty much predominantly shown on the new NWA USA, which I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, and the other thing that Joe Galley had mentioned is that the NWA World Heavyweight Championship will also be predominantly shown on NWA USA, which I'm all for that, man. I think them showing, you know, the NWA champion, Trevor Murdoch, and him defending the belt on NWA USA is a humongous deal, man. I'm very excited with them coming back to YouTube. I think it's going to be great for them. You know, it adds more content for them as well and more matches, man. You know, a lot of people are hyping up Darius Lockhart, and myself included, man. I, I love the gimmick. I think, you know, he has a very high ceiling in NWA, and we haven't even seen him wrestle yet, man. But the gimmick, how he carries himself, the guy has a lot of potential in NWA to be a future world champion. You know, and I'm definitely looking forward to when he's going to have his first match in NWA. I think it's going to be fantastic, man. I think it's going to be absolutely great. But again, great news with NWA, with them coming back to YouTube with their new show, NWA USA. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I'm very much looking forward to see what they're going to do with NWA USA moving forward. So this is my review of NWA's power. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.